welcome to no. Forever Canon. <laughs> the podcast where we talk about our favorite Star Wars books, our favorite Star Wars rogue, and not really anyone else, eh? Mm. I'm Justin. I'm Tim. And this week on Forever Canon, well, I don't know if you remember me saying this last week, we finished our 22nd book, Agents of Chaos, One Hero's Trial by James Lucino, and now we're here to talk about the whole damn thing. We do this every time. Yeah. We talk about them four chapters a week, and then the whole book, and now, every time we finish one, it does kind of surprise me, but now it's time to <laughs> do another one of these full book reviews, man, and let us start, as we always do, with... What I like to call, since the very first review, I think, mm-hmm. I coined the fun phrase for myself, galactic overview. Let's, what's the, oh God, now I'm going to quote like Al Roker or something from the news. <laughs> Let's see what's happening in your neck of the woods <laughs> <laughs> with the galactic overview. The Yuzhan Vong score a victory at Obroa Sky, where... They destroy all the libraries with any information about Jedi and also launch 2,000 New Republic prisoners into the sun. Priest Harar and Executor Nominor hatch a plan to kill all the Jedi with a sneaky Trojan priestess trick. On Kashyyyk, we see Chewbacca's funeral and Han Solo's persistent grief, Tim. Grief is the word. Mm Mm-hmm. With their agents, the priestess Elan and her familiar Vergier, firmly planted with the New Republic intelligence as defectors, the Yuzhan Vong hand the New Republic false victories at Ord Mantell and Bill Bringy in an effort to get close enough to the Jedi to kill them all! But Han Solo heroes so hard that Mara Jade Skywalker gets cured instead. Boom! Anything else, Tim? That's pretty much it. Pretty comprehensive. The Vong hatch a plan. That's how the book starts, right? They're like, you know what? We're going to send these bad guys in there pretending to be good guys, and we're going to do all kinds of bad guy stuff. Mm -hmm. And then that's the whole book. Accompanying Han Solo's journey through the end stages of his grief, maybe. Or at least into a stage where he is more functional. Yeah. Yeah, he's no longer a hermit in the basement. There's only so many characters on the front on the front cover, right? Yeah. Han Solo gets a lot of time. And let us continue our full book review as we always do with a little micro look at all the characters that are important to the story. A bit of a different list this time, literally compared to 21 other books. Yep. This is going to be a completely different list of characters in our review. Starting with number one, Droma the Rin. A.K.A. Super Rad Romani Biker Cat from Mars. Because <laughs> <laughs> I can't get, I cannot separate the imagery of those two things in my head. No. This cat guy with like a nose ring and an earring and like cool thing or whatever. And then the Biker Mice from Mars cartoon that were really like. Had the ears. One of them had a very pierced ear. It was a chunk taken. There, whatever, man. You know they had a, a game. The biker mice from Mars had a had a oh, yeah. had a double oh, yeah. dragon. Oh yeah. Biker mice from Mars crossover. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was, oh, yeah. It was oh, yeah. so good. Oh yeah. Tie in, tie in games in the nineties to a to a cartoon property 
was all the rage, and none of them were good. I don't know. Well, I guess when I was like, just because it was fun, when I was it's eight, a good game. <laughs> that game was great. Just as we were maybe saying about the D and D movie trailer, just because it's fun doesn't mean it's good. Yeah, so to say. Anyways, back to Droma. Meet the man with the quick, quippy tongue and the tail that saved Han Solo from certain death twice. He almost got sucked out of a gravity hole into a Vong snake. And he almost killed himself down a turbo lift elevator shaft. But this tale is so strong. Mm-hmm. Get it? Like, story. <laughs> Droma shows up. When Han arrives at the Jubilee Wheel with his old friend Roa, when they're hunting down another old friend who's become a bad guy. Yeah. Droma shows up at the foot of the Falcon's ramp, peddling protection. And in fact, offers that to Han Solo for the entire second half of the book. Yeah. Right? They show up there like, ah, if you give us $40, we'll watch your ship for you while you're here. Because they're, you know, racist stereotypes of a certain people. Mm -hmm. So they're like, you park at the red light and they're washing your windshield and telling you, you I owe, you owe me five bucks now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but you didn't tell me to stop. So, right. Anyways. Mm -hmm. They show up saying... Give us money and we will protect you. And then actually he does for the entire rest yeah. of the story, right? Yeah. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. He, like I said, saves his life twice with his tail. Just with his tail. Not to mention all the way through to the end of the book. It's his companionship and camaraderie that helps Han Solo crawl out of his self-made pit of despair. Grief. He needs That's a, the word. He needs another friend. He found one. Yeah. He finally has made a new friend, probably for the first time in a long time, right? He's a grown man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> His best yeah. friend got smushed by a moon. Yeah. His first time making a new friend in a long time. And guess what? It's a cool-looking cat guy. But what do we know about him? Some sort of roaming species with no home, and his sisters are lost? It's something. Yeah. He, his family's family. missing, and, yep. and that's sad. <laughs> Aren't you all different places? Because that's what you've done the whole time. Whatever. We get like zero personal backstory about this guy. Mm -hmm. Other than this is my culture in broad strokes. And also my family's missing. Yeah. And I'm funny. <laughs> I'm like Spider-Man level of quippy quippy, right? He's pretty good. Okay. What was your favorite moment of Droma the Ring? Um, I don't have a specific moment, but I his, his overall personality is chaotic, and I appreciate that. Uh, especially, um, I would say, is when he says, oh, hey, go all in on this Sabbat game. And then I'm going to tell your fortune. Uh, we invented yeah, these cards. I like that, how how just chaotic he is. I, I think I, I didn't, okay. I didn't like all the tail grabbing. Yeah, that was weird. Okay, because that's, you're, you're. Saving your life with someone's spine. Yeah. That hurts, man. That's bad. It's bad to do. But other, I guess you're not dead. <laughs> yeah. And he didn't seem too upset about it. In he's desperation. Like, okay. He's like, all right, okay, you saved us both with the toe tappy tappy. And now you threw yourself down an elevator shaft. And uh, the guy who was holding us at gunpoint ran away in 0 0.5 seconds. Yeah. And didn't notice that you caught my tail and saved your life. But probably actually my favorite thing about this guy is just his look. His biker mice from Mars look like it, just look at him even on the cover of the book, man. He's got this cool mustache, big earring. His hair's like slick back, fired back, 
Got some wacky gun in his hand, which, by the way, I don't remember him ever shooting a gun in this. No. But he got one in his hand on the cover. What well, This Yuzhan Vong in lawn dressed like some sort of Japanese mistress. Mm-hmm. Like she's wearing a kimono. It's all lacy. She's dressed as Major Showalter's wife. Yeah. Weird. Weird thing to be picking up right now, but here we are. If he chose the clothes. That's enough about drama, Tim. Yes. Let's move on to our second least important characters of the book. Yeah, yeah, we go in uh, ascending order. Luke and Mara Jade Skywalker. The chillest man and the illest woman. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. They've got to move the Jedi students. The Yuzhan Vong have scored a victory at Obroa Sky, and apparently our secret university for teaching children how to do magic is too close to this place, so we got to move them kids. I don't know. Also, Mara is the sickest ever. Yeah. Like, she's got this unknown uh, alien disease from the Yuzhan Vong. We don't know what it is. We don't know how to cure it. But she's never been sicker since the fall of Ithor and all that jazz, right? Yeah. She's in a bad way. Luke Skywalker, meanwhile, hoping to save her from this bad way, agrees to meet with the Yuzhan Vong defectors, just he and Mara, which lucks into Mara being cured by Vergier slash Han Solo. Yeah. So this very important, like, centerpiece illness story that she's been dealing with for four books now, just offhandedly gets solved by Han Solo. And she's not even in this book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She just gets cured by someone else in someone else's story. She doesn't even get to have her own story of like overcoming this disease and becoming a champion, like defiantly rising up from whatever has been done to her herself. Yep. Sexism. It does <laughs> add a you know mystery I mean? though. Why? What? Well, to what do you mean the disease, no, the disease and what Vergier's all about. So her being cured by these tears, the tears like yeah. is adds a sort sort of mystery to the story that I don't that I don't really mind so much. Also question. Yeah. If her tears only temporarily healed the major Showalter guy, how why are we assuming that Mara is cured and getting better? That is a good question because I just completely Whoops. made that assumption. <laughs> Me too. Because that's what all the magic doctors were telling us in that last second last chapter. Uh oh. Whoops. <laughs> what happened? What's your favorite moment of Luke and Mara Jade Skywalker? The the, the the pickings are a little slim. No. They're in four scenes in three hundred and thirty pages. <laughs> what do you mean? Um as like bad as it is as like Luke saying, Hey, we need to be a group, I'm not the leader. I I like when he just kind of takes, Hey, this is the decision. Because right. Before like that, him taking charge in that, the yeah, meeting. in the oh, meeting yeah. where whether it was him and Mara going to meet, it was because before he was like, oh, I don't know, I like that yeah. he's making a decision. He's way cooler when he's not flimsy. Yeah, <laughs> and when he's like, here's the deal, all of you, listen. I like that you all get a vote and you can all give like if you give real reasons, like logical I'm happy reasons. to have your feedback. Yeah. Also, I'm still doing it. Yeah, so. Sorry. I like when he's when he's like uh, firm on his decisions. I like that. I like when Mara Jade Skywalker drinks the tears of her enemies. Oh, gets healed and gets better, maybe. I said what I said. Drinks the tears of her enemies, Tim. <laughs> yes. Let's move to our next group of characters. Our third least important group out of five. 
We're getting into the more important side of the scale. Yeah, yeah. Number three on our top 100, <laughs> <laughs> the Yuzhan Vong. Bad breath, backstabbing bad guys. Mm. Eh? Good group. <laughs> Good. Uh... What? Group? <laughs> uh, it was like a. What was that? I, what did I almost bite my tongue off on a couple episodes ago? Anyways, let's talk about what happened in this book with the bad guys. The Yuzhan Vong. Uh, step one. Launch 2,000 people into the sun and declare you're going to kill all the Jedi. That was what they did at the beginning of the book. Priest Harar walks through that crowd of people. He's floating on like some magic pillow thing, remember? Yeah. And he's like, you're saved, you're saved, you're not, you're not. And then they launch a bunch of people into the sun. And he's like, I'm going to kill all the Jedi. So he concocts a plan with executor nominor of the what? Cast? What class? What are they? This sneaky boys yeah i don't know i want to say infiltration (laughs) or um, espionage and both of those things are so right they're correct descriptions but but wrong word word. yes anyways priest harari wants to kill all the jedi so he enlists nominor to come up with this plan where priestess elan is going to fill her lungs with bugs to simply kill all the jedi easy they test this bioweapon it's bad it works good boom got him (laughs) she ends up in fact fake married before accidentally bug killing herself side note i wrote side note okay (laughs) kind of surprised the vong actually okay so in this whole in the whole course of this plan they're like let's get these people we'll we'll have these two people pretend to change teams Mm mm-hmm they're leaving the bad guys. They want to be good guys. They want asylum. And how we're going to make this seem legitimate is by handing victories to the New Republic. We're going to let them look like they're beating us and feel like they're beating us at the behest of the information given to them by these two subterfugian soldiers. Yeah. If their information is good, they must also be good, right? And so the thing that surprises me is that everyone else in the Yuzhan Vong except for the guy who's from Sneaky Sneaky team? Why would anyone else agree to lose? Yeah, That seems very against Because their, the like, commander, culture, Commander right? Tala right. He has a hate hard time with Tla. it. Tala? Tala? Like a bird or something. Like <laughs> some kind of weird bird Tla. alien that's not from Tla. a different galaxy but it's yep. actually from this galaxy. Yeah, I... I'm surprised that so many like losses the, are just involved in the plan in general. Because there's there's a there's a caste organization, but also a, a hierarchy, a hierarchy that maybe Nominor gets more say than maybe this commander or the yeah, priest maybe. Harar gets a little Cause more say. Because the priests than, it seems like are almost in charge of the whole jam. Yeah, where they're like uh, the gods are who guide the war, and so we'll do what we want or something. Mm-hmm. Like seems that way but it makes a certain sense but also i am just slightly surprised that's after all. all the backstabbing we've seen and all that stuff right. i think yeah but okay forget the vong yep <laughs> screw those that. guys <laughs> let's talk about vergere oh please and what we learn about vergere in this book uh she's from this galaxy mm-hmm. she recognizes the name skywalker she has healing tears She's maybe ancient. There's a lot of things that kind of come out. 
in this book. You know, there are only three solid things that we know about her. She bird. Yep. She's from here. And she's got healing tears. And that's about all the concrete information that we have about her. We have a lot of theories. It's surprising that she is, you know, like, uh, usually that bothers me in a story where it's like, I'm being very blatantly uh, diffusive about being uh, direct about this person's information. I'm not going to mm-hmm. give you anything direct, but I'm going to make this person mysterious on purpose. Usually that's like annoying because, mm-hmm. like, you know, you see it all along the way. And I do here, but it's so interesting what this bird lady is yeah. and what she's up to. And where did she go? Yeah. We don't know right now, but... Because where... at one point, Han says he saw her pod explode, but then he might have seen it heading not. down to the planet. Maybe it went down to the planet. And yeah. And I... also, she said, like you like you said in the last episode, yeah. like, she okay. thanked him for letting her return home. Yeah. What does that vagary mean? Home to her galaxy away from the Vong? Home to the Vong? Home to her planet and species that exist here in the place? Somewhere that nobody recognizes? What does it mean, man? And I think the reason why this nebulousness to her identity is so fun is because we are getting enough little, like, tidbits of things spread throughout. So it's a a slow build. Real bread bread. Crumb trail. <laughs> yeah. It's not a, it's not a jizz music scenario. Yeah, real breadcrumb trail of like tidbit, tidbit, tidbit of interesting, interesting, interesting. And what is she doing? To make us want to know more. But long story short, um, the Yuzhan Vong fail. Yeah, <laughs> they hatch this plan to get these two people in, and one of them ends up dead. One of them ends up gone. Too elaborate. Two people get in trouble for it. And one guy comes up with a new plan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's the Vong in a nutshell. They didn't take on. They didn't like conquer any other new planets. They didn't further their invasion corridor into the galaxy. It was just cat and mouse game the whole time. Of well, let's pretend to lose and run away, mm-hmm. and then uh, maybe that will help our spy game. It blows my mind. Like how? how come on. There's a whole command structure and a whole army, and like how many people need to know about this plan? To excuse all of its failings outwardly. Mm-hmm. Like, everybody can see, oh, you lost at Bill Bringy. You lost at the uh, Ord Mantel. Ha, <laughs> nailed it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, like, man, what? What about the rest of the Yuzhan Vong? They must, are they all watching the big screen? That's like spy plan in progress or something. Like, yeah. Nah, I don't know. It's weird. It's, it's a bit weird. It's definitely, definitely weird. We're so hyper focused on a small cast of characters that. We don't get like that broader yeah. prospect of like, what does everybody else think about running away on this ship? Mm-hmm. So there's like thousands of other people on this ship. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're also afraid of death if they disobey. So yeah. that that could be that could be a reason. Um, well, that is a hell of a deterrent, isn't it? Yes, death. <laughs> Super detergent. It, it depends on how much pain comes before death with the Yuzhan Vong, though. All right. What was your favorite moment? Of the Yuzhan Vong or their subsidiaries. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm going to step away from the obvious of Vergier being just a complete fun. That's fun because I'm not going to. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I I like Elan's whole part Sailor in this Moon book. It's making me hot. Yep. 
where yes i like her where she's she she plays a perfect in in this writing the perfect spy where she gives a little bit of information but because that's what this book is it's a it's a james bond spy yes. thriller right and she is like the she femme has a lot fatale. of intrigue to it yeah she's the femme fatale who is uh, uh, a traitor from the other side who is trying to not seduce but like trying you know to infiltrate well maybe if if that would have gotten well, her, God, in, her and showalter were yeah. faces at each other for at least a second yeah if that would have gotten her in i'm sure she would have gone that but way. it wasn't even her real face yeah no it was a fake <laughs> you're right face. No, you're right she totally would have been like I'd, yeah i'll absolutely do that i'll uh i don't know another character from a previous book series that we read <laughs> that maybe was trying to infiltrate good guys when they were maybe secretly a bad guy i like all her interactions she's great i like Berger. But specifically, we touched on it a little bit, Vergere versus Han Solo. Mm-hmm. And they're a little fracas in fight, and she like jumps over his head and makes it to the skate pod, and he can't push the button. How did she do it? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Went a little southern at the what end. What was that? <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on, man. Let's move on. All right. We only got we only got two more sets of characters going. Let me tell you, this one is going to take a long time. Our fourth least important of five <laughs> groups of characters, the Solo Children. Not Papa's top priority. No. Let me start with my favorite, our favorite podcast favorite character, Jason Solo. File not found. <laughs> yeah. I don't think he exists in this book, other than someone looks at him at Chewbacca's funeral. At the very beginning. He says the thing, hey, I want to come with you. And Luke says no. I really, those tarot cards was when I hit a point where I stopped or I lost interest momentarily in this book. But I'm shocked I read a page of it because it doesn't have my guy. Mm-hmm. It does not have my special boy, Jason Solo, in here being a complicated figure in the Force. Who is the most interesting character I've read in Star Wars books. He's not in it. Moving on, Jaina Solo drives the car home. Yep. Ton. Ton? Tontons? Ton Wee. <laughs> hey. Who that was a good pull. Was a cloner on Camino and would understand a certain level of indebted slavery, channels her energy to Han Solo, <laughs> who. Uh, gets all mad at his family <laughs> and says, I'm not coming home with you guys. And he storms off and he takes a taxi. Yep. Han and taxi was where I frigged up in the first place. He takes a taxi back home. Jaina Solo with her mom flies the Millennium Falcon. Yep. Back to Coruscant. And her mom's like, ah, oh, your dad's a complicated guy. Yeah, tough life. You wouldn't understand. Don't, don't worry. And then Jaina's like, is dad coming home? Through tears as she parallel parks the millennium Falcon or something <laughs> she pulls it into the driveway two favorite characters that's what they did yep third favorite character anakin solo he shows up in the beginning of the book to get slightly berated by his dad mm-hmm. and also slightly reconnected and he gives his dad chewy's space army knife which of course saves his life at the end of the book and in the end, actually, he gets real forgiveness. 
Mm-hmm. Anakin Solo gets real forgiveness because he saved his dad's life with a sp- space army knife. Oh, don't say that. Space <laughs> army knife. I just thought of something. You could call it a Chiss army knife. Oh, I did, didn't I? Yeah. I like that. It's That's good. Chiss. The Chiss army knife. We got it. Yeah. But you know what? Uh, this little here. MacGuffin thing was the key to saving Han Solo's life. And then he comes home and he's like, I love you, son. And I'm sorry for being terrible. Yep. And so that's that's what Anakin does. He gets a little bit of real forgiveness and a path forward mm-hmm. with his father that's not... Let's have some drinks in the basement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that's what Han was that, doing for That was the thing for a minute book. where he was like, hey, my teenage children, let's get crunk. <laughs> yep. Tim, what was your favorite moment of the solo children? Well, there's two that two that stand out, both Anakin. Really? Oh, okay. Yeah, that's fair. And I'm the one I like the most is when he, he gives Han the knife, the the all the all-purpose tool, because that is the beginning of. Because right after that, Han kind of realizes yeah. that he's been a jerk. Yeah. I like it was that Chewbacca's thing. Yeah, and, and so that connection. I like I like that is my favorite solo child moment is that beginning of reparation of the relationship it's so funny that you say that because i loved all the jason solo scenes okay next characters (laughs) (laughs) our fifth and finally most least less important characters yeah i got you (laughs) made your eyes roll sideways (laughs) (laughs) yeah i don't know they were like trying to look out my ears han and leia solo Dad's doing bad version. Because uh, uh, I don't know if you guys have been listening to the podcast. It's okay if you're just checking in. Chewbacca got killed by a moon. And Han Solo's been having a bad time. He's been feeling bad. And not been good. Yeah. <laughs> if I could just say things in general. Mm-hmm. Okay, Han and Leia Solo, we come to the star of the book, Tim. Leia Organa Solo. <laughs> Wait a minute, that can't be right. <laughs> She's not even on the cover. Mm-mm. But Leia might be the star of the book. Because she's the one who allows, and maybe if you want to be harsh, enables all of this behavior from Han Solo. And also excuses it. She puts up with all of his terrible choices and secret keeping. Multiple times throughout the book. He comes home early on in the book and he's like, I got to go somewhere with Roa. I can't tell you nothing about nothing. And then uh, next time he sees her is they land the Millennium Falcon. He's like, got to brush right past you. Got to go save my friend. And then he comes home at the end of the book. He's like, can't hug you. Got to go save my friend's family. Bro. She just absolutely takes a thousand bullets in this. Yeah. This entire novel. Of terrible marriage. She allows this story to Multiple be a thing. Times. And in the end, he leaves her twice again. Yep. Patient, powerful woman. So powerful that I wouldn't dare invite her on my adventures as a powerful equal and teammate. <laughs> no way. No. No way would I bring someone with a lightsaber with me. <laughs> <laughs> now. Han Solo. Actually, the guy on the cover. 
actually kind of covered him in depth already. Yeah. Because he's the only person who really does anything in the story. And anytime there's any social interaction, it's with him. The entire story is about Han Solo. This is a Han Solo book, man. Yep. The fourth book of the NJO, they're like, let's switch gears. We did the first book, which was, ooh, everything's bad. Look at how bad the secret thing is coming with all the characters. And then over the next two books, we were like, here starts the war. Look how bad it is for everyone. And then now we're like, let's microscopically focus on a guy who got left out of the last two books. Yeah. Right? Han Solo book. Covered him for six episodes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> seven episodes. How, what's math? What's seven times four? 28? 28. C, seven episodes. We talked about everything he was doing already, so basics only right now, Tim. All right. Settle down. Chewbacca... Has a funeral, because he did. <laughs> That's how we start the book, right? We go yeah. to Chewbacca's funeral, and Han Solo acquires two new life debts from his children. <laughs> That's right. From his children, or like a child um, and a cousin or something yeah, like that? Yeah, some of his family members, yeah. Yeah, two young Wookiees are like, well, now we're your new Chewbacca, because you know what you can't do? Fill that hole in your heart, so let's stuff two Wookiees in it. And they like get in his face, and they're like, "Where your new life debt? You have to take us with you." And then he freaks out, right? Yeah, no. Freaks out. Then... He runs away, runs away from everything. And then when he gets back to Coruscant after taking a taxi home, while his daughter drove the car home, because he misbehaved himself so badly at the funeral, mm-hmm. <laughs> and all his old friend Roa, right name. His old friend Roa shows up to Coruscant and says, let's go save our other old friend or condemn him. Wreck Desh. Ooh, got it. Yeah. He, we used to be smuggling friends with this guy. And now he's a traitor to the New Republic and he is abetting the Yuzhan Vong. That was a good word. That was a very good word. <laughs> so let's go stop him. Why? I never stopped and asked myself, why does Roa want to do that? They They do say it. They do. Um, uh, one of the one of the planets that the Vong took over that Roa has linked back to the Peace Brigade. Roa's wife died. Right. Uh, her, Specifically, his wife, a Peace Brigade thing. Will and here's his like old friend connection. Yeah. That is part of the Peace Group. Yeah. Grenade. He's he's there for he's there for vengeance for the death of his wife. Peanut butter boys. Yeah. Yeah. You're not wrong. Yeah. And then, well, that quickly goes wrong because um, Han's first new teammate, Roa, mm-hmm. gets snack at. Yep. Gets sucked up. A Yuzhan Vong ship turns into a venom mouth <laughs> tentacle beast and bites a hole in another bigger ship and swallows his first friend. His old friend, not first friend, but his first new friend of this book. Because we quickly meet Han's second new friend as everybody's being sucked out the hole in the wall. <laughs> yep. Catches onto the dude's tail and his leg and he tip taps button with his foot. I've said it a hundred times already. Droma enters the story and saves Han Solo twice. And not only that, Tim, survives. Yeah. This like this brand new guy survives the story. Yeah. Who dies in this story? Just Elon and a couple of nameless NRI agents and Peace and Brigade. Maybe people. Roa. No, man. Very explicitly, Han Solo does not believe. He believes they're all captured. And Major Showalters drops that. Why would they want to capture a bunch of refugees? 
Anyways. Yeah. Well, I think he's alive, but you could be right. What if he shows up there to save everybody? And they're all just desiccated husks. <laughs> Tiny <laughs> nut husks in the bottom of a vong snake belly. You never know, man. I don't know. This Han Solo book is crazy. You never know what the hell the second one's going to be. Mm-hmm. But he's got a new teammate. Han doesn't quite reconnect with Leia. No. But a yes for Anakin. Yeah. As we discussed in the Solo children section. Mm-hmm. He comes home and he's like, ah, I've yep. actually been really terrible. I've been, I've been a jerk. I've been really terrible to my child. Get out of my way, wife. <laughs> uh, sorry, child. <laughs> Get away from me, wife. Listen, yeah. child, I'm really sorry. Get out of my face. I'm not telling you where I'm going or what I'm doing. I'm not bringing you with me. Get out of my face. That's the only thing he doesn't it's do. mental. Is shove her out of the way. She's he the does... princess and a president of the galaxy. And all he does he... is avoid her hugs. Yeah. He does everything but shove her out of the way. So ignorant. And such a stupid, like, misogynist tale. Yeah. Oh, the only way a man can go on an adventure is if he ignores his wife because she'll only drag him down. She's probably the third, fourth, most strongest person in the galaxy. Strap her into the co-pilot seat and have an adventure. Yep. Yeah, anyways, I'm not mad about it. Keep talking about Han Solo, because guess what else he does? Saves Mara Jade Skywalker's life. Gotcha, woman. On accident. Mm, that's right. That's how easy it is for me to save your life as a man. I can do it accidentally. <laughs> you foolish, foolish woman who has been suffering near-death illness for three books. I will just fail to stop a bird and give you a vial. Yeah. Disease cured. <laughs> like, no. That should be her own story. Yeah. She should be the one to overcome this challenge of blah, 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 blah. Only because it's been so major and central and pivotal to her so far in the story, yeah. right? Until she's cured, it's been her thing. And then yeah. she was cured by something Somebody outside else of herself. offhandedly, accidentally, yeah. accidentally, yeah. in a different story that she was in four pages of. Yeah. Like, come on, that sucks so bad. That's so... It's nice for Han Solo gets a win because he chose his family, right? He didn't yeah, go yeah, choose to yeah. uh, go find Wreck Dash, but like, dude. Mars should have been there on the Falcon, part of that Some, whole scene there's, and scenario. There's a better fighting way. Fighting for it. There's a better way to give her more agency over her own self. Yeah. And not just have to be haphazardly, accidentally saved by the luckiest dude with the fastest hunk of junk in the galaxy. And I ain't talking about his hunk of junk. <laughs> Do you, in that context, I don't think you want to have the fastest hunk of junk. <laughs> no, no, I'm not sure. Listen, listen. He saved Mars' life, so apologies to Luke Skywalker for yelling at you in the parking lot of Chewbacca's funeral. Mm-hmm. Anything else for Han Solo? Anything else? Not anything. We've covered him for so long, this whole book. Even in all of our character coverages, he was there. And so and so what what is the story of Han Solo in this book? In the beginning of the book, he has to face Chewbacca's actual death, Mm -hmm. which then tears this wound uh, reopen in a more raw way where he has to run away. Yeah. But in running away he then discovers 
his adventurous spirit that he used to share with Chewbacca, and he finds, I can even share it with a stranger cat, mice, barker, fart from Mars. <laughs> None of those, I don't... Barker? I, barker? I think one of those words Wait, I was, was the word you wanted. Barker, Douglas McClough. But, I mean, the, this this first book is the story of Han Solo, like, unhardening his broken heart. Yeah. And I'm available again. But not to my wife. I gotta go. I gotta go help yeah. the stranger find his family. Not stay here with you and recover our own family at all. That would, yeah. be, that would be mental. He's starting to... Like, he can't help his own family, but he's trying to heal himself by helping someone else. Right. Which right. is... Like, right. I like his journey through through this so far other than he's been a complete jerk well that's the thing is like you can you can still start patching things up at home while staying distant you don't have to be completely dismissive of the uh, your yeah. life teammate yeah yeah and <laughs> who he, is one of the most powerful people in the galaxy and, and, and he, also one of the best people in the galaxy he's very focused on like say anakin this is the person that i specifically said you did a bad well, thing so thing. i'm gonna he's fix starting it starting from like the 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 ground floor of destruction, right? Yeah. What was the first worst thing that he did? Let's patch that up. And then, yeah, I guess we'll deal with the fallout of this relationship later. Yeah. Because I got to go save a stranger's family. The end. I'm leaving again to help a stranger. Because mm-hmm. that's how I get back into helping mode. Yeah. Right? He, it's he's helping someone else to help himself or something along those lines. And in doing so, he's going to lead us, Tim, to our next book. Almost said legacy of the forest. That is so far behind. Yep. New Jedi order book five agents of chaos Two. Jedi eclipse. Written, of course, in the second half of this duology by James Lucino. Released October 3rd in the year of our Skywalker Lord 2000. Just a few short months after the previous one, right? I think almost all these books came out in like a three to four month span uh, from each other. Yeah, written beforehand they had a probably. tight publishing schedule. Yeah. And everything came out, came out, came out, came out. And this is one of those lucky times where I'm going to read the back of the book to y'all. Hey, hey. First, let's look at the cover. We have Han Solo. We have Han Solo on the cover of Agents of Chaos 2 Jedi Eclipse. Is it help you look at it, Tim, if I shake it back and forth a lot? (laughs) Han's still very clear. Who is the other character, Tim? (laughs) Well, we don't know. No, no idea. But it's definitely a Yuzhan Vong, right? Yeah. He's got an amphistaff in his hand. You can see the head on it. It's curled around, mm-hmm. looks slightly live. He's got some sort of mystical, cosmic-looking type of cloak on. Does that be like Priest Harari? He also looks scaled down his chest, which they are not, which could be a priest the... transmogrification. Or maybe it's the Von Dun crab armor, maybe? Could be some Von Dun crab armor. He looks like he's got tears carved down his face. Is the word yeah uh, tracks down his eyes that his cheekbone area looks like tears that's the front cover oh also han solo is holding a gun that's shooting yeah he is currently laser pointing that's the front han solo has a gun 
Let's read the back. Ooh, it's long. <laughs> A string of smashing victories by the forces of the sinister aliens known as the Yuzhan Vong has left New Republic resources and morale stretched to the breaking point. Leia Organa Solo, estranged from her husband. What? Han oversees the evacuation of refugees on planets in the path of the merciless invaders. Luke Skywalker struggles to hold the fractious Jedi Knights together, even while one of them undertakes a bold but reckless undercover mission. Manipulating their alliance with the immoral huts, the Yuzhan Vong leave a cutting trail of vital information where New Republic agents are sure to find it. Information that desperate defenders cannot afford to ignore, the location of the aliens' next target. Then, Han Solo stumbles into the dark heart of a raging battle. Thus beginning, a furious race against time that will require every skill and trick and his arsenal to win. Wow. That's super dramatic. Yes. Not just my... Okay, maybe also just my reading. You, your reading was... Uh... Very dramatic back of this book. Yeah. Well, what does it tell us? The Yuzhan Vong have a smashing string of victories. So are they going to have more victories after all these fake losses? Or is it just like the previous wins? I think they're going to have a few they, more. They smashed everything so hard in the previous wins. Yeah, maybe. Another 10 or 12 maybe planets. Maybe, yeah, who knows? Might just destroy them outright. Might take them over and make them slaves. And then the Jedi will kill all the slaves. <laughs> they do. Yes, they do. Okay, so Leia, estranged from her husband, is yeah. on refugee transportation duty, political stuff, right? Yes, she does. Which is going to have some kind of secret machination behind the scenes that's like someone's manipulating the movement of the refugee rep <laughs> the reputable refugees <laughs> in order for the Yuzhan Vaughn to capture more of them because why would they want to do that major Walter? maybe yeah luke skywalker struggles to hold the fractious jedi knights together and one of them is on a bold but reckless mission han solo Forgave his son and told him, we know whose fault Chewbacca's death really is, but don't you dare do anything. Yep. Interesting. And Vong teaming up with Huts, as we foreshadowed in the previous book. But mm -hmm. more importantly, Han Solo stumbles into the heart, dark heart of a raging battle and blah, dark. blah, blah, race against time. Yeah, what Dark is he gonna is bumble himself word. into again? Yeah, it's gonna be the fight for some planet or some key victory. He's definitely gonna end up wherever everyone else is. Yes. There's gonna be that serendipitous always the weaving of threads in the pattern of time always make knots at these pivotal moments. Yeah. Everybody always ends up jumbled and tied together. Here comes Luke and Leia to save Han Solo. You know what I mean? Here's going to be a convergence the, at yeah, the end. There's yeah. going to be all three of them name dropped. Yeah. What that the back of the book does tell me is that yeah. we're going to have, it's going to be very Han centric, but, but less so than this last one. And more specifically, an original trio story, maybe. Yeah. Who are the three people named on the back? Leia, Luke, Han. Yeah. That's cool. Mm -hmm. This could be a fun, original three heroes of Star Wars adventure. And we'll find out next week.
when we start. New Jedi Order, Book 5, Agents of Chaos to Jedi Eclipse by James Lucino, Chapters 1 through 4, for your listening pleasure. I can't wait. I'm actually excited to crack open a new book for one of the first times in a while. Yeah. I was excited to be done with the Dark Tide duology, mm-hmm. but I wasn't excited enough from a new book being good. You know what I mean? Yeah. We came off a bit of a downer, number three, into number four. I'm excited for number five because number four was hot. Yep. How hot? You know, let's have to find mm. out next week. I'm Justin. I'm Tim. Jizz week. Next week. Every week. <laughs> For any comments and questions, you can hit us up at forevercanonpodcast at gmail.com. Forever Canon Podcast is a Jay Plazer production. Catch us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube at Jay Plazer. Check us out.